Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. morning good afternoon good evening folks michael zuber one rental at a time back with the one and only taylor from life goal investments how you doing buddy what's happening what's happening thanks for having me as always excited well i bet you could guess topic number one. Oh, don't a, tell me what's coming we talking inflation here <laughs> yeah we got a huge cpi number tomorrow uh which we will of course do our over unders on because it's always fun and yep. then we have a huge fed meeting on wednesday and oh by the way we might as well throw retail sales in on thursday Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Yeah. yeah it's uh, will Santa Claus come or will we get lumps of coal? Yeah. Uh, and I think it starts bright and early tomorrow morning, 530 Pacific, 830 Eastern with CPI. Headline expectation is 7.3. Month yep. on month for both core and headline is 0.3. What do you think? And again, last month was 7.7. Seven. So again, expectation is coming all the way down to 7.3. What, what, what do you what do you see coming in? Because this is a make or break number, I think. Yeah, we've seen a meaningful move downwards now. I mean, obviously, inflation is not comfortable for anyone at this point at the rate we're seeing 7.7 7 or whatever it is. But you come all the way down from 9.1. So just to give context, that was the peak back in June. So it has precipitated down relatively well. I actually do think we're going to get an under on this. And it is yeah. – um, it is surprising to say that because I think expectations have come in meaningfully to your point of being almost a full half a percent lower than what we saw last month. But what's leading me to believe that is, is, is the market more than anything else. And what you're seeing right now is you've seen rates come down across the treasury curve, whether yeah. you're looking at the front end of the two years out to the 10 year. And so I, I don't necessarily always trust that admittedly, because I think the bond market in general has gotten this wrong a lot of times and they've gotten ahead of each, itself and said, things are going to come down and then, you know, it reverses and bonds, you know, yields pop. But I think the thing that's giving me more comfort in that is the market and the bond market is saying we're going into a recession. And so that's yeah. the, the level of inversion, the level, which is about 80 basis points, the two-year treasury is paying you about 80 basis points more than the 10-year treasury. So what the market is saying, in my opinion, is yields have come down across the board. That means inflation's under control, but it's got a weird shape to it. And that says recession, an, an impending recession is what's going to bring down inflation. And, and that's why I think that we're going to hit an under number. It's funny. I uh, I will agree with you this time. And I don't think you and I have agreed on a CPI number. <laughs> Uh, on anything ever. Uh, ever. Which is, yeah, we're just always. Yeah, so I, I do. I think headline, I think headline comes in low, 7271. So I think it's under. Uh, but as you've heard me say before, I think I think the real risk is core. I, I could see core surprising through the upside because again, I think it's wages, services, housing. I, I think there's just so again, I think headline comes in, but I don't I don't think core does. 
I think that core comes in kind of on the screws, admittedly. And I know that's such a weak answer to say, but I do think, and and again, you might have a better insight into this than I am the fact that you're so real estate oriented, but I do think you're starting going to start to see that bleed through. You're starting to see, obviously, the movement downward in home prices. I'm not saying it's a precipitous move down by any stretch of the imagination, but high mortgage rates are, are eating into people's purchasing power. And so with that, rents will come down, et cetera. And it's been the full year that that rates have been, you know, really high. And and granted, they 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 spiked there in June, I guess, but all year rates have been unaffordably high. And I yeah. think because of that, you're gonna get some some bleed through. But but to your point on the other side, the labor market is tight, awfully, awfully tight. And yeah, you saw you saw PPI Friday. I mean, services yeah. were up 0.4, goods were down 0.1. Yep. So there's two things I want to talk about inflation. I see inflation having three components. There's the easy stuff, which I think is off by Q1 at the latest. That gets us to six. Then there's the hard goods. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Yeah, stuff. Yeah, well put. Uh, Then there's kind of housing, which I think is stickier than most people like, but it will come off. And then there's, dude, I think we could be at 4% for years. Wages, services deglobalization. I don't see the Fed getting to 2% for years. What do you think? Yeah, I, I disagree. I don't think it lasts that long, but I do think that those things are persistent. I think that we've shown just inside of this year, and you may say, oh, that's a short period of time, but we've shown that we have not been able to break employment, right? We've been trying, the Fed has been actively trying to raise unemployment and they cannot get it off that number. And so it's it's tough to say that, you know, employment's going to be changed dramatically anytime in the near future, regardless of where rates go, because we've moved from zero to four percent as it is. And we've seen no movement in unemployment. Now, some of that, again, I, I like to reiterate and think to context of we late summer got to where we were from an employment point versus pre pandemic. So any, all the employment gains that we saw through the first half um, or almost even three quarters of the three quarters of the years is too much, but through August, call it, was just recouping the, the, the unemployment that we'd experienced and that spike yeah. due to COVID. So mm-hmm. that's some of it. And that is abating. But to your point, Michael, like the services game is something that we just have not figured out yet. You know, people yeah. are still demanding as high as, as the costs are to go out for dinner. Restaurants are still jammed. Yeah, stadiums are still packed. Uh, flights yep. are still packed. Prices are high. People just don't care yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the Fed meeting on, on Wednesday. You know, the announcement that, I mean, there's, can you and I agree 50s coming? Do we agree yeah. on that? Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. That's they, a- if they, so, so I, I haven't looked at it today. I looked at it late last week and it was, you know, something like an 85% chance of 50 and a 15% chance of 75 and nothing else even on the table. If they whacked with 75, the market would, the market, Unhappy. the market really, really, really thinks 50 is coming. Just like, yeah. you know, us, we just looked at each other and said 50 done. Yeah. The really interesting is I think they're going to do what the, you know, what is often called the dot plot this week also. Yep. That's yep. going to be moving. Yep. So one of the things they're going to tell us is what is the average terminal rate, right? Currently yep. four, six. Uh, I've always called terminal rate of five. I see no reason to change my mind. Do you think this has a five handle on it? I think that's a big movement. So I don't think it gets there. I think it will get there. I do okay. think it will get there because again, what they've told us is that they're going higher. And so mm-hmm. going higher from four, six, that, that gets you to five, right? For the most yeah. part. 
Now it's an yeah. average. So people, you know, but that being said, you know, it might take us a little bit to get there. I know you hate that mentality of, of slow oh, and slow. steady. Yeah, slow. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I think that's probably where things get to. Um, yeah. I just saw a, uh, a CNBC survey that came in, I think at 518 was where they mm -hmm. had terminal fed funds rate, which okay. wouldn't be unfathomable either. Yeah. Um, but again, let's, let's figure out how we're going to get there. I'm with you of yeah. like this slow and steady. I think you need to rip it a little bit and, and get moving. The market's just tired. It's getting tired. Yeah, I agree. The other thing that's going to happen is they're going to give uh, updates under their expectations for unemployment, GDP, all of that. Do you think they, do you think they forecast a recession or that's just, you know, something they really can't do? So again, I'm only bringing this up because I literally just saw it hit the television. These were professionals surveyed by CNBC. It's 61% chance we go into recession. I think that's light. Um, I think the Fed has the reality in mind that we have to force this economy into recession in order to not, you know, in order to break inflation. Um, yeah. The market's narrative is changing. I will say that the market's narrative is changing in the, in the light of their, the likelihood of a soft landing is increasing. And to I actually saw of, that. Yeah. To, to the point of that survey, you know, that's a 40% chance of a soft landing. I continue to sit on the side of the fence that that's not happening. Um, I continue to look at all the numbers from an economic standpoint and say, nothing is really alluding to that. Yeah. The, the, the four most dangerous words in finances and in investing and <laughs> in economics. This time is different. Thank you. Thank you. And we have the biggest inversion of the yield curve that we've had since the early 80s. And people will say that's because there's been so much fiscal and monetary stimulus screwing with the system with COVID, et cetera. Every time there's something that's changed. And every yeah. time when you see an inversion of the yield curve, especially to the magnitude that we have, you have seen a recession come 100% of the time. Not even yeah. to mention the fact that we'll go into inflation numbers and bringing down inflation from 9% has never come anywhere near to happening without a recession coming. We, we can keep going down this, this, this yeah. path. Then the big one for me is unemployment. I think last session, which would be two, two meetings ago, they were at, the average was 4.5. They expected unemployment. To, I might've been 4.6 now that I say it out loud. Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah let's call we'll it four, six. And I remember yep. laughing out loud because I'm like, yeah, you're saying four, six, cause you know, you got to whack millions of jobs. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be curious if they increase that to 5%, like, cause this is a goal. This is what they're trying to do. I know. I know. It, I, it, it, unemployment has just been the most stubbornly stubborn thing that they've trying to take care of. Um, so I, I don't know that we will see a big increase because I don't think that they could have the reality in mind that we can increase it because we haven't been able to move it one iota basically at this point. So it would be tough if you saw a massive, you know, or not, not that four, six or four, seven to five is a massive move, but nonetheless, that billions that, of jobs. That, yeah, exactly. And that that's a move that they haven't been able to tick it up from, you know, where did it go from three, five at the low point to three, seven. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Three, so seven, I mean, they three, five, moved three, it seven. two tenths, right. And that's another whole percent essentially that they're looking to move it. It, yeah, it, 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 it's funny. We put out, and, and I think you actually, you prompted me to do this. We put out a poll on Instagram that said, is inflation 
or unemployment a bigger issue? And overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, people said inflation. And then you and I oh, joked wow. behind the scene and said, unless you're the one that's unemployed. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And, and then it's and then it's a real yeah, problem. It's a problem. Right? Yeah. So yeah, and I think the fact that unemployment's so low right now that people don't have the reality, like they don't have that person next door to them or their family member or something like yeah. that that they've said, oh sh that they just lost their job. Now this is yeah. real to me. I think because unemployment's so low that the number of yeah. people that have actually experienced that thus far is very low. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is Jeremy Siegel. Uh, he's paraded around CNBC. He's out now saying that uh, in 2023 inflation inflation's over his quote, not mine. Uh, he thinks the fed's going to pause in February. So 50 on Wednesday and then pause. And then lastly, he's calling for a 200 basis point cut next year. Yeah. Jeremy Siegel has shown up a lot on CNBC recently. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't a get lot, it. a lot. I, I, I've actually met Jeremy. Um, I did my uh, SEMA, which is a certified investment management analyst. And you spend a week at Wharton at the end of it, it kind of culminates oh, cool. there and you take a, a final exam. One of, one of the three final exams there. And I chatted with him. He's, he, he's an interesting character. He's an old school, uh, fundamental person. Um, I think that he's probably, gotten way ahead of himself with this one. And I think what happens is, is even someone that's, you know, as famous as Jeremy Siegel is, once they start parading around a topic that's getting coverage, they they mm -hmm. take it and then they take it to an extreme. Oh, you like some of that. Let me give you some more. Yeah, 200 basis points. What? Come on. A 200 oh basis point cut. It, you know, what, what would happen in order for that to take place is you would have to see a massive, massive, massive increase in unemployment very, very quickly. Yeah, that's, that's what I was telling people. I'm like, just just so you understand, if Jeremy's right, what that means, yeah. that means we probably have negative 4% GDP. Yeah. Uh, we probably have 7% unemployment and the world's breaking. That's yep. what a 200 basis point, like, do we want to wish for that? Really? Really? Yeah. We want to yeah. wish for that? Not at all. Not at all. No. And, and so like, here's the thing, when it comes to unemployment, so, so you've, you've seen the massive headlines when it comes to tech. But that hasn't actually changed the unemployment number, right? So it's a very small percentage. Now, they might be high-paying jobs, yes. and they might be in the biggest sector of the S&P 500, and therefore they get these mainstream headlines. But like, what I'm trying to stumble on is what causes unemployment to pick up? Like, Is there an event that can happen, or is it just that slow and steady cut pace of rising rates that cause it? I, I, you know, there doesn't seem to be any cracks in the foundation – outside of maybe crypto or something like that, there doesn't seem to be any cracks in the foundation like there was the banking system or like mm -hmm. there was the overextension of uh, of people taking on mortgages or the overextension of the tech names in the late 90s. Like, it's really tough to put your finger on something. And granted, it was tough at that point to, to say forward-looking, here's what the problem is. But the markets did seem extended. And I think we just gave a lot of that back. And I think that I don't know. I'm kind of wandering with my comments here, but it's all right. I, I love it. I, I think you're right. right yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Do me a favor, Taylor. Where can people find you? Because you put stuff out uh, every day uh, that I that I look forward to seeing. So where can people find it? Yeah, thanks for the the kind the kind words. Wow. Uh, find us at Life Goal Investments on Instagram is the best place. So it's at Life Goal Investments. Do me a favor, folks. Follow me today, and then leave a comment on one of their posts saying, "Hey, I came here for one rental at a time." I'd love to see your comments because I go to his uh, go to his page all the time. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate you, Michael.